Good Sunday morning and welcome to Broxton United Methodist Church. Also welcome another a, a new month as we enter into the month of May. It is it is it is glorious to be back here in church today. Uh, for those of you who may not have known, I was uh, out of commission, if you will, for probably probably a little over a week or so, and it's absolutely wonderful uh, to be back home and uh, to be back to be back uh, in this in the sanctuary here at church. I want to thank everybody who extended their thoughts, their prayers, their text messages, their phone calls. Uh, cannot begin to let you know how much it's truly truly appreciated. If you are not a member of Brock's United Methodist Church, if you're not familiar with Brock's United Methodist, we want to extend you a special welcome. Maybe this is your first time joining us and you're joining us here online. Welcome to Broxton. And uh, we just want to let you know that you are the most important person here. Or if there's more than one, one person out there watching for the first time, you are the most important people here. We want to welcome you into our, into our sanctuary and into our lives. And we are glad that you chose to be here with us this morning. Just a couple of announcements. We want to continue to, uh, to announce the uh, ongoing online ministries that we have here at Brock United Methodist. I want to mention those real quick. Of course, we have a Facebook page. That is facebook.com slash Charge. We have a uh, Facebook group for family members, members, uh, friends of, of members of Brock's United Methodist. And you can find that on Facebook also at uh, uh, Broxton UMC Family. Broxton UMC Family. Just go to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in Broxton UMC Family and uh, do a search and click the little join group button and we will, we, we will get you in there. Wonderful, wonderful opportunity just to, just to, just to be with uh, brothers and sisters to, uh, to fellowship online. I'll, Albeit it is online and not in person, so it is a little bit different. Regardless, we still have ways of being together, and it's a good way to be there for each other, with each other, and to encourage each other. So again, if you have not joined, I would encourage you to do so. Starting this Tuesday, here's what I'm really excited about. Here's what I want to talk to you about just for a couple minutes. Starting this Tuesday, we are going to begin an online prayer course, and that is also on Facebook. And you can find that, again, go to Facebook, go to the search bar, and type in the prayer course at Broxton UMC. The prayer course at, and that's a little at symbol, at Broxton UMC. And we're going to be starting that Tuesday night. Now, this is not a live course. What this, here's how this is going to work. Uh, every Tuesday for the next eight weeks, we're going to post a video to this, uh, to this group. Again, that's the prayer course at Broxton UMC. We're going to post a video every Tuesday evening for the next eight weeks. And again, you don't have to be present. This is not a live discussion. You're going to watch that video. We're going to have available on that, on that page, on that group page, uh, 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 individual outlines, individual uh, um, uh, participant guides uh, for you to, for, that you can view, that you can download. And over the course of the next week, of the following week, we want you to go in there and we want to talk about what we learned from the video, what we've learned from the scriptures, what we learned from the themes, and what we've learned from, uh, from one another in this week of the prayer course. And we're going, to be, we're going to be posing some discussion questions, and hopefully we're going to be getting some conversation going back and forth here uh, through this Facebook page, through this online prayer course. Very, very excited about it, folks. Very, very excited. I think it's going to be a, a wonderful thing, and it's going to be a wonderful opportunity for growth and for, uh, and, for, and for discipleship. A lot of us are uncomfortable praying. There was, a, there was a time in my life that I was very uncomfortable praying, and I'm still uncomfortable praying a lot of times, uh, depending on the situation. 
this will teach us. This is a great chance, whether you are whether you are a, a beginner, whether you have you you are you you have issues with, uh, with with feeling like you're unable to pray, or whether you are you are a prayer expert, so to speak. This has something for everybody and, and all of us, I believe, if we'll participate, will definitely experience some growth and some transformation. So please, please uh, join that group. It's the prayer course at Broxton UMC. You can find it on Facebook, no problem. Again, just go there, click the little join group button, and that's going to start this Tuesday night. If you will, take a few minutes and pray with me. Gracious Heavenly Father, God, as we continue to recall today the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, we also remember his unjust suffering. Scripture reminds us that he never sinned, he never deceived anybody. He didn't retaliate when he was insulted, nor did he threaten revenge as he suffered the cruelty of the cross. May we remember his example today, O Lord, and may we have the strength to reflect that example in times of our own of our own trial, our own persecution, our own hardships, and our own struggles. It is so easy to stray from you during these strange and these unfamiliar times, God. It's easy to give in to worry and fear and sin and worldly desires. Keep us strong, God. Keep us grounded in our Savior, Jesus Christ. And we pray, Lord, in the words of one of your saints, that in your mercy... You will lead us through these times, but above all, that you will lead us more into your arms. And all this we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And if you have your Bibles there with you, hopefully, uh, I prefer a physical copy of the Bible, and I encourage you to carry, to, to have at your disposal, uh, disposal a physical, actual paper copy of the Bible. So if you have one of those with you, you've got a Bible with you, or if not, if you can pull yourself up a Bible app, wherever you may be this morning, and follow along with our scripture. We're going to be taking a look at 1 Peter. Again, uh, we, we dived in a little bit, I believe it was two weeks ago, into 1 Peter. And we're going to be looking at a, at a few more verses uh, that, that come a little bit afterwards uh, from what we talked about back then. So 1 Peter in the second chapter, we're going to be looking at verses 19 through 25. 1 Peter... Chapter 2, starting in verse 19. And it reads, For God is pleased when conscious of his will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. Of course you get no credit for being patient if you are beaten for doing wrong, but if you suffer for doing good and you endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. For God called you to do good, even if it means suffering, just as Christ suffered for you. He is your example, and you must follow in his steps. And here are his steps. He never sinned, nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor did he threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and we can live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. And once you were like sheep who wandered away, 
but now you have turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. And that, of course, is the word of God for the people of God. And just as a reminder for those of you who, uh, who may have forgotten or, or who were unable to join us a couple weeks back when we, when we began here in 1 Peter, uh, this, this, this book, this letter, is being written to a, to a church, to a church that is scattered, to a church that, that, uh, that, is, that is dispersed, and to a church that is also suffering some persecution. Some, some, uh, we're not exactly sure what kind of persecution they might have been suffering, whether it was, uh, whether it was government, governmental uh, persecution or whether it was persecution from private citizens, those types of things. Uh, opinions vary on that thing. What we do know is they were suffering some very, very real persecution. And they were going through suffering. And that's what we're going to talk about today is the idea of suffering. So why is there suffering in the world? Why, even as Christians, are we, why do we suffer? Why does anybody have to suffer? And there's a number, there's a number of reasons for that uh, from a Christian perspective, from a good Christian theological perspective. Maybe we suffer because of our own sin. And I've talked about that before, ever, ever, even since we have begun broadcasting these, these, uh, these videos uh, starting in March. We've discussed this, and we've discussed the very realness of our own sin and how our own sin causes suffering in our lives and how we have a tendency as fallen creatures to, to want to blame everything and everybody else for, for our own suffering. A lot of times, and not every time, not every time, but a lot of times we suffer because we make ourselves suffer. We suffer because, because we take wrong actions, because we do things that, are, that we know are run against the grain or run against the will and the perfect, the perfect will of God. A lot of times our suffering is because of our own sin or, or a bad decision or maybe it's, it's just a result of a fallen world. And that's the other side of that coin, if you will. We suffer a lot of times because of our own sin, but a lot of times we do suffer because of the sin of other people, because we do live in a foreign world. Maybe we suffer because of the sins of an individual or a group of individuals. Maybe, just maybe, and this is, this is very common, a lot of us don't think about this probably, maybe we suffer because, because of the sins of a fallen government. Governments are not perfect, folks. And, uh, and, and, and these are some of the reasons that we sin. We, we live in a fallen world. We sin, other people sin. And these, this, is, this just brings so much, so much suffering in the world. Now let's look at Jesus. Let's look at Jesus' suffering because Jesus didn't sin. Jesus didn't sin and Jesus never hurt anybody. Yet Jesus suffered. Jesus suffered persecution. And he suffered death on a cross, an unimaginable death on the cross. He also suffered voluntarily. And here's what we're called to do. And this is what Peter is talking about today in our scriptures. We are called to mimic Jesus Christ. And we are called to respond to suffering in the same way that he does. And that is through love, through patience, and through calmness. This is how we as Christians are called to respond to suffering. So how about right now? How about in this season that we are going through? How about in this very, very strange, weird, weird time that we are going through, along with the rest of the world, along with, along with everybody else across the globe? 
this very strange time. How do we respond to the suffering in this time? We respond the same way. We respond with love. We respond with patience and we respond with calmness. All of these things which we have talked about several times now over the last several weeks. Suffering. This is how we respond, even as Christians, whether we're suffering financial difficulties, physical difficulties, even emotional difficulties, which are not easy. None of us is going to pretend that this stuff is easy. Suffering is not easy. But through the love of Christ, because of the love of Christ, because of our indwelling, infilling of the Holy Spirit, we do have the ability and the means to respond to suffering just as Christ responds to his own. We talked about suffering a little bit at Brock's United Methodist back in October, as a matter of fact. And it's uh, we, the scriptures that we used uh, came from the second uh, came from Second Timothy, the second Timothy, the second letter to Timothy. And it's Second uh, Timothy chapter two. And I actually want to read those verses with you because because they're very they're very similar um, to the verses that we read today. Definitely, definitely, definitely the same the same theme and the same primary focus. And that is suffering and, and why we suffer as Christians and how we respond to suffer as Christians and why we respond the way that we do as Christians. So let's look at those verses real quick. Like Again, this is 2 Timothy chapter 2. And we're going to be looking at uh, four verses, actually. We're going to be looking at verse 3, and then we're going to skip down and read verses 8 through 10. Again, it's 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, starting here in verse 3. And this, uh, this is, uh, this, these are the words of Paul. These are the words of the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy. And he writes, starting in verse 3, Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now let's skip down and read verses 8 through 10. Always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news, or this is the gospel. That's what gospel means, good news. This is the good news I preach. And because I preach this good news, I'm suffering. Because I preach this good news, I am suffering. And have been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained. So I am willing, so I am willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory in Christ Jesus to those God has chosen. Now I read that scripture very, very slow and I, and I repeated a couple segments of it. I'm going to encourage you over the next week to go back and spend some time diving into those scriptures. Because there is a lot that Paul is saying here. We're going to skim the surface. Just, just the very, very surface of, uh, of the themes and the primary focus and, 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 and some, of these, some of these ideas about suffering that Paul's getting at. But you can really dive into this and, 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 and give some deep, deep theological meaning. And I encourage you to do that over the, next, over the next week or so. Paul says two things here. Number one, he says that he's willing to suffer. He's willing to suffer. And number two... He states why he is willing to suffer. And you can find that right there in verse 10. It's very, very plain. Paul says he suffers to bring eternal glory 
for Jesus Christ. He suffers voluntarily, willingly, joyfully. Remember the scripture from the day from, uh, from, from Peter. Peter writes uh, patiently that we endure this suffering with patience. Why? For the eternal glory of Jesus Christ and for the glory of the gospel, for the glory of the good news of Jesus Christ. Suffering is such, such, such a primary theme for Christians. It is such a primary theme that you can find throughout the entirety of Scripture and especially throughout the New Testament. Jesus talks about it. Peter talks about it. Paul talks about it. Just on those, just going by the Scripture that I just read from, from 2 Timothy, I remember the first time that I looked over these Scriptures. Just on, just, just, just on that one little portion of the Bible, I located the word suffer or suffering no less than six times on those two pages, on that verse uh, that, I just, that we just read out of 2 Timothy. No less than six times is the word suffer or suffering mentioned just on those two pages in, in, in my Bible. So it's a primary theme. It is a major theme, and it's something, it, is, it is something that is, that is, that is talked about. It is, it, is, it is something that is definitely not ignored. And more than that, it is something that, that is because it's going to occur and the fact that it is going to occur, Paul gives us instruction. Peter gives us instruction. Jesus gives us instruction on how we respond to suffering. Because in both of these texts today, as I mentioned earlier, what we see is an almost joyful suffering. Now, isn't that weird? Isn't that strange? We see an almost joyful suffering, both in the words of Peter and also in the words of Paul. Because here's the thing, folks, we're going to suffer in life. Jesus never promised that we weren't going to suffer. He never promised that we wouldn't endure hardships. Just because we're in a relationship with Jesus Christ, that doesn't stop the sins of a fallen world. We are going to suffer. We are going to suffer individually. We are going to suffer communally, corporately. That is the result of living in a fallen world. And that goes back to what we talked about a little bit earlier with sin. My sin, why we suffer. My sin, the sin of other people. The fact that we simply live in a fallen world. We don't get out of suffering just because we have a relationship with Jesus. However, because we have that relationship with Jesus, we have the tools. We have the tools as a renewed and as a born as born again followers, disciples of Jesus Christ. We have the tools to respond. We have the ability to respond as Jesus did, as Jesus does, as Peter instructs and as Paul instructs. And we do this and we are able to do this by the grace of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, but we also have a motivation. And we talked about that last week. And that is love. It always, always, always comes back to love, doesn't it? Just as Christ loved us, so were we called to love others. And yes, even through suffering even those who make us suffer. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand me. Please don't misquote me. 
nobody should have to endure abuse. Nobody should have to in, in, endure uh, uh, emotional abuse, physical abuse, anything like that at the hands of another person. We should not have to endure that. That's wrong all day long. How we respond to it, however, is in our hands. And we do have the power. We do have the, the ability through the grace of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through love, to respond to these situations just as Jesus did and just as Peter and Paul instructed. They don't do this because they're, they don't, they don't instruct us to do this because, because they're trying to fulfill some kind of duty. They don't tell us, they don't instruct us to, to respond in this manner uh, because, because it's simply because it's an obligation. They respond because of love. They don't tell us to grit our teeth and bear it. They respond because of love. We respond out of a love for God, out of the same love that, that placed Jesus on the cross, out of the same love uh, that bore the suffering, bore the sins, our sins, for the world, for the redemption of the world, and for reconciled relationships with God. That is our calling. That is what we live into. And may May by the grace of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, may we be able to, to do this, to live this. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please pray with me. Gracious Heavenly Father, we don't, we don't like suffering. suffering. Suffering is painful. It brings about emotional pain, physical pain, spiritual pain. And God, certainly we should never have to endure abuse. God, we pray this morning for strength through suffering. Whatever that suffering may be, we pray for strength. And we pray for the ability to respond with patience and love and endurance just as Christ did, just as Christ models for us, and just as we have heard the instructions of your early disciples, Peter and Paul. Be with us throughout this week. Guide us in all that we think, all that we say, all that we do. May we glorify your holy name. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.